Okay. Testing one, two, three. Welcome back, everyone. It has been probably three, four weeks now. It's been a while. Longer than that? Yes. Because we went to Brazil. Yes. And of course, that threw us off our rhythm. Yes. And then we went to Florida. Yeah. And we're about to go to Delaware. Yeah. You know, so we're really trying to squeeze in these podcasts, but it has not been easy. Yes. But we've been wanting to do it. So much stuff has happened. I've been slowly kind of collecting a series of articles mm -hmm. that I thought have been interesting. And I have about 47. <laughs> so that's that's the short list. A lot to talk about. We might end up talking about none of it. This should be our, son our sponsor. They're not, though. <laughs> I could reach out. It's LaCroix. LaCroix, sponsor us. <laughs> Let's start out with something a little light. Effects of aging have been reversed by putting young mouse poop into old mice. This is the kind of story that you come up with, and I feel like you just made up, but I'm, I can actually see it in front of me. So Yeah, it's like, by a Science Alert. This is by David, uh, David Neald. So what is this about? So you've ever heard about fecal transplants? Yes, I have. So essentially what they think, and by they, I mean the scientific community at large, have been slowly over time kind of uncovering and peeling off layers of this onion that has to do with our holistic health. Mm -hmm. And they think that a lot of different areas of our health, mm -hmm. from our mental health mm -hmm. to our immune health mm -hmm. and our physiological process of aging, all of these things are connected to mm -hmm. our microbiome, okay. which is the bacteria in our gut that is fed by the food that we eat. Yes. You eat bad food, you get an unhealthy microbiome, right. bad bacteria. You eat very healthy food, you can get good bacteria. And what they found is you take someone with a good microbiome and you get their poop and you basically put it into a different person who has a bad microbiome. For some reason, the good poop, the good bacteria in that good poop mm -hmm. from a healthy donor will flourish and spread. Mm -hmm. And they've had a lot of success with this. And I don't even think it's that like high tech. Uh -huh. I think it's literally they get a sample of the poop. Let's just say an ounce. So they blend it up oh my into water. Uh, <laughs> or there might be some other saline solution. I'm not a doctor, but they blend it up and they use a suppository mm -hmm. to put it back into the, I think, the intestine. All of these words are wrong. <laughs> so they've done this with mice uh -huh. and they've had a lot of success. Mm -hmm. And I've done further research okay. on different places in Maryland, which is the place we live. Of course you have. I want to get someone else's poop in my just, butt. Just babe. <laughs> I See, want this healthy is why poop. you don't look things up after a certain time of day because I go to bed and you sit next to me and you read this kind of stuff. Till like 2 a.m. <laughs> yes, and then you will wake up with ideas. Let's go get someone else's poop up our asses. It could help our microbiomes. I think my microbiome is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever felt anxious? That's your microbiome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to say everything that happens, it's, it's that's your microbiome. microbiome. Anyway. I, will, I will say this, that um, you say that my anxiety changed and it got better. And maybe, and just maybe, it has to do with all the changes that we've done in our diet. And one huge change that we did on our diet was start eating fermented goods that we yeah. made ourselves. So we know they, they actually are raw and, you know, we saw the fermentation happening. So kimchi, sauerkraut. Um, kombucha. kombucha yeah those are the big threes that we eat it and drink constantly um i also started taking um nutritional yeast which is also you know it's yeast um but all of that have helped has helped me yeah 
in many things, you know, the way that I digest food. We drink apple cider vinegar at night. That is too. Like we drink the raw thing with a with a mother in it. Yeah, which what even is that? I think that's just like a collection of bacteria. It's like a bacteria colony. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a fermented thing. Yeah. Right? Um Yeah, so like I, a, it's it, a vinegar. The way I understand it, there's kind of two main categories when it comes to like feeding your bacteria. It's like probiotic mm-hmm. and then prebiotic. Yes. And I think probiotic is healthy bacteria is the bacteria yeah that you're putting into your body yeah and then prebiotic is the food that helps feed good bacteria exactly so you want both ideally yeah um and we change a lot we now have a garden and we eat from our garden constantly you know it's a tiny garden so we still buy a lot of stuff sure but we're becoming aware of all the things that we used to get and we don't get anymore we still eat garbage food sometimes you know when we crave I mean, taco bell love taco late at bell. night it's a problem it hits different at midnight it does and wendy's i mean ours is under construction right now they're updating it's, it that is a problem too it's upsetting me so much that, that it's under construction <laughs> yeah. or that we eat it so much both and i don't know which one wins and the problem is after a really hard gym workout i kind of want a beer <laughs> which is like the worst thing for you <laughs> So, you know, we do that, but we don't do that as a routine. We do that is the exception and not the rule. What we have in our main meals are vegetables and meat. So in terms of dietary changes that you mentioned, I think the biggest one for us, in addition to the the fermented foods, Mm -hmm. is going to a low carb um, whole food diet. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Because we'll still eat some carbs. Like we just had steaks with potatoes and and whatnot. Potatoes are my my nemesis like They're i can't so good. i can't defeat them i just can't like how do you give up is it worth it to like give at up what point what life what quality of life do you have without potatoes yeah, in some, them? sometimes people say something it's like oh if you do this it, it's better for you're gonna live longer it's like yeah but i don't want to live longer if i don't have yeah. this in my life like if you brace this this horribly cold ice bath for 20 minutes every day <laughs> completely naked you know, you'll be healthier, it's up, apparently, <laughs> according to science. It's like, but do I want that? Though? Like, maybe I want to be the way I am. I don't know. But speaking of which, we've been doing the sauna at yes. our local gym. Yes. Which apparently has a host of health benefits. Yeah. We've been testing a bunch of things. Trying so many things. Yeah. You know, I hope I hope some of them work. I mean, if yeah. we if we if we just like get like some all these health issues out of nowhere, I'm going to be so pissed off I mean, quite frankly because we're like taking the right supplements we're eating good foods yes, we're working out trying so hard but i i will say, i don't know about you and you can tell me this like do you feel different at all um from before before i say like a year ago i will say this hmm. the most significant differences that i've noticed is a um having less brain fog with less carbs Okay. That's a big one because yeah. I would eat like massive amount of carbs for breakfast, like oatmeal and toast and mm-hmm. things like that. And I would get a burst of energy, then a crash. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd want a nap, you know, yeah. or, or same thing with lunch, like a very, very carb heavy lunch or like a fried food lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, you get this, you get this like immediate burst or you don't even get that. You just get into a food coma mm-hmm. and then you crash, you want a nap. Mm-hmm. You know, when you eat low carb, when I eat low carb and I eat healthy foods, like let's say, um, I don't know, like a salad with chicken, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. I feel awesome after that. Mm-hmm. Like it's clean energy yes. and I get less brain fog and yeah. I feel more focused. Yeah. And with the gym, 
I get more energy after going to the gym, which is so counterintuitive yes. because you would think that that's expelling a lot of energy. Yes. But it seems like for me, the more that I've gone to the gym, the more I felt like energy is something you do rather mm -hmm. than something you have. Mm -hmm. Weird. But yeah. like when I, even if I ate all the, all the food that I need for my body to convert that into all the energy that I need mm -hmm. for the day. If I'm just sedentary the whole day, just binging shows, yeah. I get tired. At yes, the I end. do. I do too. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, it should be the opposite. You should have been like storing that and like, you're ready to go after that. But yeah. when I'm running around, I have more energy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think we get, we're getting older and mm. we're more sensitive to that stuff because I remember I told you this a million times, but in college I would binge watch shows whatever free time that i had that's what i did mostly like when there was a point that i got obsessed with doctor who and i would watch the all the seasons like all the seasons were out like eight nine seasons like from that point to up to that point and i watched all of them on my free time and i didn't feel good at all because i wouldn't see sunlight yeah to for like for a whole two days you know and so then i would step out to go to college go to work and then i would come back and i would study inside a building work inside a building and then see the sun while I was in the bus and walking home. But then that was it. And then I was inside my room watching TV and I ate garbage food and you know, I, I didn't sleep well and I ate terribly, but my body would be accustomed to it. You know, that was my baseline. When we met, I, I constantly, when we would call, I would say like, yes, I, I slept for like five hours yesterday or four hours. And that was every night, every night I would have mm -hmm. up to six hours of sleep but in your early mid-20s your body's like all right this is what i'm getting yeah, but let's go now and i'm just like almost 30 years old and i don't i can't do this anymore we just went to sleep the other day at almost two i woke up at 10 a.m and i felt like garbage yeah yeah <laughs> and i had enough sleep but it was out of the routine and now if i eat poorly and we do sometimes i like i love bread you know and sometimes i want a burger so I eat the freaking burger, right? But then I don't feel good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a thing where these connections to our health with what we do and our lifestyle and the foods that we eat, I think they're way more profound than people really ponder. Because yeah. like everything's connected to everything. Like one example is you mentioned sunlight. Like you're you're binging shows all day. You haven't seen the sun all day. Yes. That multiple things are happening. Mm -hmm. You're not getting the melatonin shutting off, you know, mm -hmm. from like seeing the sun and your body's mm -hmm. like, oh, it's daytime, shut off the melatonin. So you feel groggy yes. or whatever. You know, you're, you're not getting the vitamin D production yes. from your sun converting that into that. Yeah. Most people, I mean, we're just looking at the stats. It was like some 60, 70% of, of Americans are vitamin D deficient. Mm. It wasn't just that, it was the world. Mm -hmm. Most people are vitamin D deficient, mm -hmm. which is super critical for yeah. your immune system health. Yeah. And it, it's one of those issues I had with like a full stay at home lockdown during COVID. I'm yes. like, people aren't going outside. Yeah, certain, certain countries you couldn't go outside. Yeah. You would get arrested. Yeah. And I'm like, when we needed vitamin D the most, <laughs> we couldn't get We it. shut everyone inside. Yeah. But, um, Anyway, I digress. Important for your immune system. It's important because you'll feel good. It releases feel-good chemicals, mm -hmm. you know, endorphins. Mm -hmm. When you're just walking outside in the sunshine, we were just talking about this the other day. We were walking outside, and it was such a beautiful day. Yeah. The birds were chirping. You know, the sun was shining. Yeah. You know, the wind, a nice gentle breeze, and it was just warm and happy, and everything yeah. looked like it was through, like, this, this wonderfully bright, contrasted filter. Mm -hmm. And we were like, we just feel so good right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, that, that is what I was going to say, that I know for myself, I am so prone to depression that I know 
when I feel different because a lot of things don't work for me. And what has been working for me, what the freaking sun, I don't know what, it, I, and I told her, like, I don't know why my mood is so much better when the sun is shining and I feel it under my skin. It's just like, there's so much happiness under my skin. You're Brazilian. You were like, <laughs> you're feeling the call from home when the sun's shining and you're out and you're just enjoying life. And I can wear shorts and flip flops, and I want to sit in the grass. You yeah, know? and then you're then you spent some years in Boston with like the horrible cold, and you're wondering why you're so upset. It's like you're meant to be near sun. Yeah, was... I think most people are. No one should be in Boston. Can we put that on the record? <laughs> no one should be there. Uh-huh. It's um, it was the first time that I heard and experienced a seasonal depression. I didn't know it was a thing until I moved to Boston, until I moved to this country, really, because mm. you guys have, se- have seasons, and we don't in Brazil. You know, you have, like, rain and sun, and both of them are hot, yeah. you know? Um, but, you, I mean, you were there. It was almost winter, and it was 30 degrees Celsius mm. every day. So, for me, the eating cleaner makes me feel um, a lot better. And it makes me sleep a lot better. Mm-hmm. So I get less anxiety to sleep before I get to sleep. Also, not going on Twitter helps too. That's that's a rule that I created. And it's a good rule. The exercise thing that you just said about going to the gym and then getting out of there and feeling like, okay, I want to change the world now because we just did something that I didn't want to do. But Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot. Like mm-hmm. when you want to do a hard thing and you do the hard thing, then you get a, 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 a pump. You know? Yeah. Well, it's like that saying, the hardest thing that you did this week was the hardest thing you did this week. So if you didn't do anything hard, mm-hmm. then maybe it was getting out of bed. Yes. That might have been the hardest thing you did that whole day. Yeah. But it resets your mind when you do something purposefully and intentionally uncomfortable, mm-hmm. like you know the ice bath or the sauna or, in our case, going to the gym. You know, it's like, that sucks. Cause I you're, love the sauna, though. The sauna is pretty great. Like, at the very end, it can get rough. Like, I de- love it. Depending on how many minutes you go in mm-hmm. and depending on how hot it is. You know, because they say that, so most saunas are like 160 Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. right? Which was, what is that in Celsius? I don't know. I sell, I see the little thing. Oh, mine is in Celsius. It says um, uh, above 75, below 80 Celsius. Somewhere in there, 75, yeah. 80. But yeah, they're saying like that's pretty average, but you know, there's some people that like it up in 180 territory or 200 territory. I mean, that's crazy. It's like burning your nostrils at that point every time you take a breath. But yeah, I mean, it, it going to the gym sucks because you're 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 carrying these super heavy weights mm-hmm. and you're tearing muscles mm-hmm. and you're reaching your limits. Yeah, and-, and you know how I feel about it. There are days that I want I go and I want to do everything, and there are days that I go I was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> not doing this today i'm doing something else that i will enjoy more and i'll go to a machine that is not as hard or you know because i i i hate i hate that i'm the kind of person that says this now but i try to listen to my body <laughs> and what my body's telling me and yeah, sometimes that like, body i'm on i'm on a, a a role of doing very difficult things and lifting the weight that you give me and then be sore for three days in a row and there are days that i, I i'm just happy that i went <laughs> And then I want to run or, you know, do ab ab workout because that always makes me happy for some reason. Hmm. And then, you know, do do things easier. But I, I showed up and I worked out and I have like all that under my system. But I didn't do it to a point that I got up so upset that I'll, I'll get out of there unhappy. 
and mm. on a bad mood. So there's a balance, obviously. There's a balance. Yeah, yeah. And that's I think that's important psychologically to be challenging yourself and doing uncomfortable things, mm-hmm. especially in this very convenient-filled, comfort-filled world, you know, where there's just, you can order, you could basically just hole up in your room yeah. and have food come to you. Right. You know, and if you work from home, you never have to see anyone. Right. You know, and you get this weird bubble. Yeah. You know, and it's not normal. Yeah, people get weird. That's the, I mean, anyone that's like socially isolated, we get weird, right? Yes. That's just a human thing. We, yeah. we, 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 as humans, we fundamentally need, it's a requirement mm-hmm. to have that constant real-time feedback yes. of what is normal, what's sane, mm-hmm. what's insane, you know, because you'll get in these weird thought loops if you're by yourself and you can spiral yeah. pretty quickly. And it doesn't take much to get you out of there if someone just says something to you. Yeah. It's, it's the funniest thing. It's like you can believe something your whole life. If someone else comes and challenges you, it's not difficult at all to get you out of a bad mindset, you know, because nobody challenges you. So you just keep thinking the same thing. People who are alone and isolate themselves because they don't like people, you know, they miss on that. That is so easy to take you out of a certain place in your mind if someone just disagree with you once. People you know? need people. I think that because we've talked about lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, like um, you know, getting up, going to the gym, things like that. You talk about health. Like mm-hmm. eating, you know, um, less processed foods, mm-hmm. trying to eat more fruits and vegetables, you know, mm-hmm. clean food as much as possible. And then I feel like the third leg of that is relationships, yes. your social life. Yeah. So healthy. When you and I actually go out and hang out with some good friends yeah. and we get home, we just feel so much better. Yeah. You know, even if we stayed out too late or had too many drinks, yeah. you know, it's like we get back and we just feel like a million bucks because yeah. we had good quality time with other people. Yeah. We're sharing ideas. There's millions of synapses firing in your brain, all these neurons. Yeah. You're creating new connections and yeah. you're forcing your brain to create new connections. Yeah, yeah. the social isolation, it's bad because it's like, your brain is very much use it or lose it. Mm. And when you force yourself into social situations, you know, as introverts, it's maybe a little more difficult. You yeah. put yourself in these social situations, it forces your brain to have to get agile and have to respond to real-time feedback. Yes. You're looking at their facial expressions. You're looking at their body language. Mm-hmm. You're looking at their, you're thinking about their tone and the way that you say things. I have gone easily a week mm. without, without human interaction when yeah. I was working from home during COVID. A week, easy. You know, and then I'll go into work for that one week or that one day a week we had back in my last job. And it's like I went in for the one day a week and I had a colleague come up and just like, hey, how's it going? And I would respond to them. But I realized I was like almost an out of body experience. I was like, I took like an extra second to answer. And I'm like, and my voice does not sound normal right now. And Uh I'm like, what the heck is wrong with me? Like, I can't human right now. I can't English with this human. Uh I was, I was really struggling. You get weird. It's like, you forget how to have these normal conversations. And then I try to like, I try to force myself to like, okay, okay. Like we try and try to get myself to talk normally. Mm -hmm. And then after a couple conversations, I'm back. Yeah. I'm completely back. Like it's never happened. You're rusty. Yeah. I was rusty. You got to like shake off the rust of like your social gears, you know? And I feel like it's important for your brain health, for your, for your emotional health. There's so many different things. Yeah. It it, it balances out on the relationships that you have, because when we go out and see people, I kind of value our relationship more too. It's almost like um, you see what's normal and what's not normal. So if you have if you have a bad relationship or if you have a bad routine, 
and you see how normal people, good people that, you know, are live a normal, good life, how they live their lives and how they interact with others, then you can identify things that are wrong in your life. And you go like, oh, I, I maybe I should do this more or maybe mm-hmm. I, I'm not doing this right. Or maybe this it's not normal that I've been treated the way that I've been treated on the relationship that I am. But for you and me, it's the opposite for me. I see just like, yeah, I, I can't connect to almost anybody. I'm happy to be there and I have a great time. And we have the people that we can really connect to. Those are like, you know, two out of it's 15. Ra- it's rare to find. Yeah. It's rare to find. But them. I talk to the 15 and I go like, I appreciate you so much more. Like our relationship exactly, that we have. When you, when you don't see people, you don't know what you have. There's no better if you don't know what good is. If so you only some have comparisons, one, yeah. which I, I'm, I'm sure the opposite could happen if you had a really toxic relationship That's with That's what I just said. Yeah you, yeah, you identify what's normal and what's good and what is uh, normal and what's not good. Right. And you can either shave that off for yourself or be grateful, you know, for, for the things that you have. And also you share information. And um, there are things that I we go through that I take for granted. Because we don't talk about it with other people. We're in the circle. And then we walk out the circle and we talk to other people about it. And they start, you know, giving feedback. I was like, oh, that was pretty awesome, wasn't it? Like, it that is. was great. And and it, 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 it not that it validates something in you, but it makes you see how great or how terrible something is. Or that the way that you're seeing it might not be the only way to see it. Right. And there's so many other perspectives out there that might you might be really good for you to grow. Mm-hmm. So it, it just puts things into a place. I would say that the only way you, that you can grow is through external forces, not internal forces. Like if you're just in isolation, let's say, you know, you, you sit in this, this empty room and you just are on a chair and you're meditating and you're like, now I want to grow as a person. Uh-huh. It's like, it's going to be very difficult. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you needed to clear your mind and maybe that took half an hour mm-hmm. <laughs> of meditating. You clear your mind. Maybe after a few hours, you have some epiphany like, oh, I really need to call that one friend or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the, the the majority of your growth as a person, your personality development and things like that, that happens out in the world. That's where the real stuff happens. With, with you're dealing with difficult people, you're dealing with like certain situations with friends, or mm-hmm. you're you're in a group of really good friends, and you're sharing that camaraderie. Or that I feel like it happens when you're in a social fabric mm-hmm. and not in isolation. Mm-hmm. I, there might be some things like you read a good book and you can learn plenty of things when you're by yourself. But I guess what I'm saying is like the meaty stuff when it comes yeah. to the intangible, the intangibles in your in your life. Yeah, you know, they're not, so important. Yeah, and and. and <laughs> Who talks about this kind of stuff, right? You know, like, <laughs> you need more friends. You need good quality friends. It's like, I don't hear that very much. You know, I hear yeah. about, you know, oh, have you tried this new multivitamin? <laughs> it's just yeah. going to change your life. <laughs> it's like, well, what about you just get good food? And it's like, nah, shut up. We can't make money off of that. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. Speaking of which, we're still trying to find a multivitamin that doesn't make us both sick. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. What's what with that? I don't know. I don't know. If I get like nausea, like yeah. mild, very, very frustratingly mild nausea where I'm like, I'm not going to throw up, but I like feel like I kind of might. Yeah. I mean, let me just say this. I've been, we've been taking the same uh, multivitamins and supplements for almost two years that we've been married. And it took me a long time to stop fearing that I was pregnant because I feel nauseous all the time. And I'm like, is this it? 
Is, <laughs> you think if you're starting to feel nauseous, you associate that I, with... Yeah, just like, is this the morning sickness that they told me? It's 4 p.m. <laughs> is this the morning sickness that I've been told about? Maybe it is. And now, like, after two years, it's like, no, it's just a, it's just a multivitamin. It's, it That's just crazy. makes me sick. That's not how it should make you feel. <laughs> you know, no. I've, I've read so many different theories that it could be the iron in it. It could be too many B vitamins, having B vitamin toxicity. It could be silly. It could be random things like it got sulfur in it. I don't know because I take the nutritional yeast and that's all B vitamins. True. And I love that stuff. Yeah. And and then the question comes into what form is the vitamin in, Mm -hmm. you know, because if it's a form of coming from real foods, your body handles it very differently in that food package, Mm -hmm. you know, than it would be just in a synthesized mineral or, you know, with a nutritional yeast, Mm -hmm. it's a very different form than what you would get in a capsule. So it's like, what's the source of the vitamins and minerals? I don't know. It's complicated. Like when I when I research this, like just take a simple question, like what is a good multivitamin? Mm-hmm. You know, and good luck, <laughs> good luck. See, I I spent weeks looking up what a good multivitamin is. Yeah. I, I I listened to all these different YouTube doctors, all these different different people that weren't doctors. I went to Reddit and went to the multivitamin subreddit and the the supplement subreddit. And I'm reading hundreds of articles, and then there, there's all these third party labs like mm-hmm. Labdoor and Consumer Consumer Lab. And there's these places that will desynthesize the minerals and see like what, how much, how much vitamin C is in this, and mm-hmm. was that accurate with what they said, and what's mm-hmm. the food source, and do they have any heavy metals inside of theirs like lead and arsenic, you know? And I'm reading all this stuff, and I'm like, no one knows. Yeah. No one knows. Yeah. Like there's a few out there that are just bad because they've got lead in them or arsenic. It's like yeah, avoid those. Yeah. There's a few like any gummy vitamin. It has all these things like yellow dye number four and red number three and these things that are like pretty bad for you when you actually look it up. You're uh-huh. like, okay, so gummy vitamins are probably out, which sucks because I always took a gummy vitamin. Yeah. But when you're actually trying to figure out what the best one is, mm-hmm. it's like no one freaking knows. <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating because you need to get like a medical degree, then you need like a bio a bio degree, and you need a chemist degree, and you yes. need, and even those people like I I, I know this uh, what, what's her what's her name um literally googled the sauna doctor <laughs> anyway so Dr Rhonda Patrick so funny I, the name that came to my mind was Patricia Wanda. And it's, it's Rhonda Patrick. It's so, so it's, close. Yeah. You had like selective dyslexia and it rearranged that. If you ever meet her, you need to call her by that name. Patricia Wanda. Patricia Wanda, it's so nice to meet you. We'll see if she even says anything. Huge fan. Anyway, she recommended this one that she takes. No, she has no like affiliate um, affiliation with it. So mm. she's not getting paid by it. But she, she recommended this one brand, very expensive, called Pure Encapsulations. Mm. And they're very high end and they're supposed to be great and everything. And, mm. you know, I'm looking on their Instagram and it's a bunch of happy, happy looking white girls, mm. you know, just dancing. And it looks like their, their life is amazing. And I'm like, maybe I want that. And so I got it. Again, mm-hmm. makes me sick. <laughs> I'm like, maybe it's was me. Was that the one that we just tried? It's the one we just tried, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was, I think, okay with that one. I think. I think. So you didn't have issues with that one? I'm not sure. Okay. This is something we can end on. Let's let's end on this thing. This is really, really interesting. I saw it on Instagram. But yeah, then when I too. looked it up on Google, it was everywhere. Yeah. Um, massive breakthrough as cancer disappears for all patients in drug trial. A recent drug trial administered to a handful of cancer patients had the surprising result of eliminating the disease in every single participant involved. There was 18 people okay. with rectal cancer. Sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, patients at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in Manhattan and had a 100% success rate. Wow. According to a paper published 
uh, Sunday in the New England Journal of Medicine. Um, I believe this is the first time this has happened in the history of cancer, said Dr. Luis A. Diaz Jr., uh, the author of the paper, told the New York Times. So that's that's the doctors here, mm-hmm. and those are the patients, just some of the patients here. The drug, Dolstarlimab, uh, was administered to each patient every three weeks for six months. Mm-hmm. Um, participants in the studies were suffering from rectal cancer and were given alternatives such as chemotherapy or a difficult surgery that could potentially lead to bowel or urinary dysfunction. Some patients are requiring the use of a colmos- colost- colostomy bag. I, mean, I couldn't say that. Colostomy bag due to the treatment. You know what a colostomy bag is? No. It's like a separate bag that you carry your waist in. Oh. You know, because they're having issues with it going through. How? Oh, okay. I don't want to ask any more questions about that. Anyway, um, at the conclusion of the drug trial, however, the patients were spared the agony of potentially damaging treatment when they showed no evidence of a tumor after receiving an MRI, rectal examination, and biopsy. 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 Thank you. <laughs> what is with me today? I don't know. Rectal examination and biopsy. Isn't that such a great selfie there? Look it at that. Is. It is. He looks happy. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine having something that debilitating? Yeah. You know, and look at these really young looking. All, all of the people here, they look so young. Yes. Yes, they do. You know, their lives were potentially just, I mean, could you imagine one day you're just living your normal life and you're like, I now have rectal cancer. Yes. Like you'd think, what the hell? And then the doctors are telling you you have to go through this chemotherapy or this invasive surgery yeah. that could basically make everything worse. Yes. You know, and they they just took this pill and it, it seemed to have fixed them. Now, it goes in later that there are some people who are a little bit more, I don't know, reserved mm-hmm. about the results, which you need to be. Yes. You need to be. Okay. But while the results are compelling, quote unquote, Dr. Hannah K. Sandoff of the University of North Carolina's Lindsberger Comprehensive Cancer Center, who was not involved in the study, said it is not clear if the patients are cured. Quote, very little is known about the duration of the time needed to find out whether a clinical complete response to that medication equates to cure, Sandoff wrote in an editorial accompanying the paper The Times noted. This study is also small and the results would need to be replicated, which completely makes sense. Yes. You know, but if 18 people were fully cured, probably can be replicated. Yeah. I would assume in complete ignorance of this study. Yes. You know, but that's, this is awesome. Every time I hear something like this, I just freak out. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, let's get more, let's get more patients. You know, if I, if I had colon cancer or what was it? Rectal cancer. That, and it, it was something that was literally going to destroy my life. I'd be like, why not <laughs> try yeah. it? Yeah. You know, maybe it could help other people. Good for them. Yeah. This is a really big deal, you know? So cool advances. How great would it be if we got to the point where most cancers could be handled by a drug you take every few weeks? Anyway, lots of other things to talk about that we won't cover in this podcast. We'll cover in the next one. There's updates with Ukraine, which we can or cannot cover. You know, if we decide that might be a little too dark. Mm -hmm. Um, Things with the economy, things with uh, economics, you know, we could talk about or not talk about. But until then, we will let you guys go. Thank you for listening and catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye, guys.